This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I've kind of just um, just like sort of threw this together on the prayer and a whimsy, so we'll, we'll just see we'll just see how it goes this week, mate. Hopefully, it should be quite fun. But you know what? This is episode forty-six. We're that close away from like episode fifty, and that'll like probably be pretty much a year. Because like, how many how many weeks are in a year? Fifty-two. Fifty-two. So I've only missed two weeks. I've only missed two weeks. So obviously next week's going to be the Christmas special, and then as long as I don't miss anything, we'll have our 50th anniversary and our one-year anniversary at the same time, kind of thing. <laughs> so that's quite cool. Yeah, that's quite cool. So I'm thinking about bringing out some kind of like poster or something with like drawn of my yeah. mind or drawn from my mind, the Instagram guy that I've used before in the past. But I'll. Uh, uh, yeah, you've done a few um, decent-looking poster-type things. Yeah, so I'm hoping we'll throw together a couple of images and obviously people can donate and half the money will go towards the upkeep of the podcast, the subscriptions and so on and so forth that you have to pay to host on certain networks and other bits of money can maybe go towards Eden Valley because I I quite like Eden Valley as as a charity. They they vibe quite well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, I reckon that's a nice little soft open. Let's do a proper open. Okie doke. Oh, that's the way to start. Oh, great, Barra. That's the um, yeah, Blue Army podcast after dark. It's just yawning. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking cracking. Oh, Maras, how's it going? And welcome to the Blue Army Podcast. This is episode 46, and I am, if you haven't already guessed, because I'm pretty sure I'm going to use that as a bit of a soft token. If you haven't already guessed, I'm joined with Will. Say hello properly, hey. Will. 
Hello, hey. <laughs> Are you feeling Christmassy yet? Uh, well, I've put up my tree, so that's a start. Um, oh. and, I've had, and I've had a couple of mince pies today, so... <laughs> Very yeah, nice. no, it's like Very it's getting nice. there, it's getting there. I have to admit, I had my first mince pies last month. Yeah, like pretty much ah. three days before December. But as soon as you know they go on sale. Yeah, mate, I love a I love a mince pie. I can't help myself. <laughs> and they're a bargain at the start of December because they, they probably got a date by Chris before Christmas Day, so you've got to get them scoffed down. But <laughs> anyway, mate, the only reason I'm bringing up Christmas is because next week obviously is our Christmas special with Chris. Billy, that's next week, so there won't be a match crack next week, just to let everybody know, it's just mm. going to be a, uh, and it's not just going to be, it's going to be a fantastic interview with uh, Chris Billy, a guy who played for Carlisle for a very long time and achieved a lot of things, and sticking with the Christmas theme, this week's joke of the week is going to be a Christmas theme joke of the week, so let's get Ooh. on with the joke of the week, mate. Is he having a laugh? I think he's trying to. <laughs> it's the Get in. There we go, mate. Right, here we go. This week's joke of the week for you, Wills. What do yeah. you get when you cross a snowman with a vampire? Oh, I don't know. What do you get when you cross a snowman with a vampire? You get frostbite. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of them gutter punches this week, isn't it? It's a a gutter. Quick swig of lager for that one. Oh dear, oh dear. But there we go, mate. I wanted to stick with a Christmas theme joke and you'll get another one next week. And like I said, I think I told you off camera or something that Looking for these jokes, there's only a certain amount of time you can you can lose so much time looking for a really good joke. And um, I don't know, I quite enjoyed that one. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's get on with the roundup for the show, Wills. I'll tell you what we're going to get up to this week on the podcast. We'll be having a deep dive into Carlisle's win against Stevenage for a bit of fun. Also, we'll be having a season so far. Quiz, I've came up with 10 questions. I'm the question master and you, Wills, and the audience are obviously there to answer said questions and we'll go through them all at the end of Mm. the show. So we've got a season (laughs) so far quiz. We've got a win to talk about. But first, let's have a little bit of a news roundup. We haven't done a news roundup in a while, Wills, and um, mainly because there hasn't been a terribly lot going on at Carlisle since Millen taken over. It's been quite sort of tried to be kept a bit quiet, all samey, samey news. It's either bored, get out talk, or it's mm. Carlisle aren't doing well. Or it's all very quite samey and safe, the press coming out of Brunton Park these days. And, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> there's a good reason. Life. Yeah, there's a good reason for that. But in sort of outside of Carlisle United, Related news, a former Carlisle United youngster, Jared Braithwaite, has just signed a long-term deal with Everton. And, I mean, hats off to the youngster. He's still only 19 years of age, mm. mate. And to me, it's a hell of an achievement for the Carlisle youth set up to 
get a player into that elite level of English football. And it looks like he's going to be there until 2025. Now, you've seen Gerard Braithwaite in the flesh playing for Carlisle United at the age of about 17 on a few yeah. occasions at Brunton Park. Is there anything yeah. that stood out for you in those early days? Yeah, you know, he's just generally a very mature player, you know, um, and players of that age, that I, th- I think that's kind of like often the indicator maybe that they're going to go on to have good careers if, you know, um, right away you come out of the youth team and they don't need with how professional football works. He slotted into a defence that was at times struggling, but um, he did, you know, he did well in, in the games that he played for us there. Um, yeah. Just didn't look like a 17-year-old. I feel like that's probably why he's been kept on. He's, he's still involved in the England under-20s international mm. setup. You could imagine him being able to push forward and get into that under-21 squad at some point, and obviously the penultimate stage to that is an international mm. cap, and he'll have to stay in the elite level of English football to achieve that. He's been in and around the bench for Rafa Benitez's side, but um, as far as senior appearances go under Rafa Benitez, none so far with Rafa, um, but he's been on loan at Blackburn Rovers, and obviously he's still only 19 years of age, so a long, yeah. long future ahead of Jared Braithwaite. In other news, obviously the Carlisle takeover that has collapsed, mate. I have to be honest with you, I completely missed this one. I have been swamped at work recently with the big move and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. I, I've completely missed this one. But quite interestingly, when I've gone through some of the comments, they've commented on the News and Star website one of our friends' comments from Twitter. Liam Denwood from Blue Army TV yeah. said about the collapse and takeover I'm not even angry anymore. It's just sad. At this point, and I think that's a good comparison, Mr. Liam Denwood, sir. Um, yeah. What do you have to say about this, mate? Because, like I said, I don't, I don't know a lot about this sort of takeover this time around. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, neither do I. Um, I'm not sure if anyone does really. I, I had no idea that there was uh, actual takeover on the books. I know the board have said frequently. Um, I think the term they like to use is succession plans. Um, I always just sort of thought it was waffle. I, I never kind of like thought there was an actual people in place who might have been going to take over the club. But apparently going back to 2019, they had gone through the process of doing the EFL's fit and proper person test. So... Um, I think I think I think we're assuming it's Philip Day, but it hasn't been confirmed as well. I think that's the other thing. Um, I've not seen anything that like details exactly who was going to be taking over, what sort of circumstances you know they would inherit. Um, I think the most the news and star said was that. Um, uh, or the BBC, because it actually made the BBC's sort of like football news, um, was that EWM were involved. I, you know, it, I don't know. 
I'm, I'm, I'm just waffling at this point because I've got like no further information. Uh, just to, like I can kind, of, but you know, I can I can empathise with uh, Liam Denwood because I mean, we you know without even having a genuine plan of the takeover to get our hopes up about hearing that the takeover that was going to happen that we didn't know about now isn't going to happen. It just it just seems like business as usual, doesn't it? Oh yeah, mate, it does actually. Um, it's one of those situations where it's hard to believe that it's not the board. It, it, they can't be being selfish, obviously. Something must have happened. I don't know if... it There needs to be money, obviously, coming from a certain area and the boxes need to be ticked before you can buy yeah. a football club and you need to be able to prove certain things. And if you don't meet those requirements, you don't meet those requirements. And I don't, I don't, I don't know why I sound like a Bugsy Malone villain. When, if you don't meet those requirements, and you don't meet those requirements. I don't know why I sound like a Bugsy Malone villain when I was yeah. saying that. But <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, apparently it's the um, official supporters club that that kind of eventually vetoed this takeover. Um, the exact roles that the board, um, that Philip Day and that the supporters club all played in it haven't been detailed, but um, you know, the supporters club did release a statement saying that um, the whole thing about them being asked to dilute their um, their um, shareholding of the club to facilitate a takeover and they've agreed to do it in the past but it's always kind of been specific to a certain group of people taking over and then you know for example way back when um, there was the talk of Andrew Lapping and they um, supporters club agreed to dilute their shares but that agreement was only for that takeover you know if 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 not Andrew Lapping then the agreement didn't stand so um, it sounds like this was a similar sort of thing where they agreed to dilute their shares and then things went uh, but, and then there's not and then there's not enough information really to say who is in the right um I've you know had a look on what fans are saying, and as 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 well as the usual criticism of the board, there seems to be a lot of criticism of the supporters club uh, for their role in this. And people you know started to ask, are they get you know are they getting in the way of a possible takeover? Um, the other thing the supporters club have said is that we need to have a an actual plan for how we're going to pay off the loan that Philip Day or Edinburgh Woolen Mill or now Pure Pay Limited, um, that loan that was made to the club, how moment, and, and this is basically just me almost reading out the official supporters club statement, is that at the moment he can call in whenever he wants and that's not an ideal situation. Um, it's not, it's something that will potentially put off investors if there's this debt that can just be called in, you know, he could just say tomorrow, I want it all back by the end of the day, you know. Um, so, um, yeah, so the supporters club feel that we need to have some kind of plan where he gets paid back in instalments. And 
but the board, I think the board seemed perfectly happy with this kind of like, you know, hands shaking behind closed doors. Um, Philip Day says he's not going to just call it back tomorrow and they're happy to take him at his word. Uh, it can like remember when we had that loan, that debt to Fred's story. And um, in that situation, Fred's story just called it off one day. So, but that was more good luck than planning you know like he could have called that in at any time and he eventually decided you know what let's just let's just um knock it on the head and 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 you don't owe us it anymore but yeah that's that's good luck really that you know that's a that's a that's a man who always attitude of, let's just shake let's 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 just shake on it you know that's not the board's attitude of let's just shake on it bearing no. fruit i don't think well a, a way a way that carlisle united might be able to raise a bit of funds at least is um, that callum guy has been heavily linked with wrexham recently um yeah. obviously at, at the moment he, he seems to be quite informed doing quite a good job in uh, in the Calais United squad, back on set pieces more recently and contributing towards those assists once again in the yeah. campaign. Um, if Callum Guy was to go, what's your what's your uh, what's your price tag? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, really? like, yeah, I don't know what. Um, same as what Hayden went for. I don't know. Oh, Can't remember what Hayden went for. I don't like know. Five. five Five. You know, um, this is why it's not my job to value players, but um, I think, you know, there's 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 not a lot of faith in the people whose it's job just it like, is. It's just like a two-year deal as well. I'm thinking, yeah. three, I'm thinking three quarters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Wrexham, they've got their Hollywood money. But, exactly. Uh, yeah. I don't think exactly. Keith Miller would want to lose him, though. No, no, I don't think he wants to lose him, which is why I think we could we could at least flash a big price tag which is uh, more in the news as well recently the board have came out and said that they're not in a position where they need to sell anybody they've literally just came out and said that like in the last 24 hours i think so obviously that's one of those things that you say when you're wanting to hype your prices up a little bit (laughs) yeah i mean you know if you take the board at their word then we're in financial trouble then we're not in financial trouble then we are then we're not so yeah. like you know, I'm sure they've kind of like said before about, um, well, you know, they have said that we have a very low budget several times. Um, I don't know if they said or if it was actually Philip Day that said that. I think it was Philip Day that said when he made his loan, or the club would have gone bankrupt if if not for that. So um, yeah, I I don't think. That there's anything in any statement along the lines of we don't need to sell players. I think they are probably probably they probably think that we do need to sell players or that we do need, you know, that if someone comes in and offers us money that'll wipe off a little bit of the debt, then you know, I the impression that I get is that they will always take that money. Yeah, I think so too. And I feel like the way that they've set up shot with Keith Millen being a defensive sort of minded manager and not mm. necessarily needing those flair players, maybe being in the position where 
he could lose them and be able to still survive. And I feel like maybe that's the conversation that they're only wanting to stay in the division until they can sell the team at this moment in time. I feel like that's the way they're not going to invest in us getting a promotion campaign uh, with the way that the relationship is with the fans at the moment. So yeah, yeah, it's survival. You don't want to damage the asset by getting it relegated, but it is survival. And with the manager that we've got in place, we could maybe afford to lose a, a, a clough or a, uh, a guy, but I mean, who wants Clough? So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, how we get Diana's on. coming in for Clough. He's a, <laughs> no, he's no, a senior player. He's a senior yeah. player. Guy's a young player. I feel like we need to give, get Gibson under a better contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he could be sought after, couldn't he? He's doing well. Yeah, I think like he's doing really well, and he could maybe potentially finish the season as 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 a top goal scorer. The last little bit of news that I've got, mate, is the fact that. Keith Millen recently came out and said that he wants to get both young Carlisle United goalkeepers out on loan. That's Scott Simons and Gabriel Breeze. He wants to get them out on loan and get them a bit more first-team experience because it looks like Magnus Norman is going to be coming back into that first-team kind of frame. And therefore, yeah. both the lads who have sort of been jousting for the position of substitute goalkeeper recently have... have um, Got to get the opportunity to hopefully get some first team men's football somewhere with the yeah. so-called contact book that hasn't been full of um, that many transfer contacts so far. But hopefully it'll be it'll come good in the way of a, a decent loan level for both yeah. of these young lads. Uh, Simon's as well. I just want to add on, mate, before you before you gig on, um, is that Simon's has just returned from England goalkeeper development camp. So read into that what you will. Um, yeah. It's obviously a sought-after position. And, um, yeah, I mean, obviously it's a good move, right? It has to be good. They have to start playing men's football at some point. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's the funny thing um, about goalkeepers and the sub, you know, the reserve goalkeeper position, which kind of come, it kind of comes up a lot, or I kind of bring it up a lot whenever we're talking about goalkeepers in general, is that... It's an odd, it's it's an odd position where, other than being the first team goalkeeper and starting every match, you know your target is basically sit on the bench and don't play. If you're a young player like Simons and Breeze, you know you're not really looking to knock Mark Howard off his perch this season. He's experienced, so yeah, you know. So if you stay at Carlisle. <clears throat> then, you know, you're actually trying to get into probably the position in the squad that plays the least football of everyone. And even, you you know, you even play less football than you would if you were getting regular games for the academy sides. So I think in that respect, would rather have Magnus Norman filling that role than, you know, one of these young promising kids who... You know, although you like to see them challenging in the first team, at the same time, you know, like I've just said, the position they're challenging for is a position where they'll actually play less football. Yeah, I mean, you know, apparently both very sought after hmm. young talents in in the game. So obviously yeah, well, it stands it's... out. You know, it stands out that we offered them both contracts. You know, it clearly wasn't because we thought we were short on goalkeepers. <laughs> um, you know, you know, you offer 
you, you know, you offer players contracts because they're good enough to make it and you want to make sure that you've got them tied down. And it just so happens that we have two such players uh, that are goalkeepers. Well, hopefully, you know, they'll get out there, they'll get a really good bit of experience and next season yeah. they can use that experience to maybe lend a hand in the Carl United first team a bit more and not necessarily so much in the Cumberland Cup, but all the best of the lads played in the Cumberland Cup. Yeah. I, feel like it, I feel like it's on Sunday, I think they're playing Cleeton Moore on Sunday, I think we mentioned it last week on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the former team of Scott Carson and um, Tony Keg. <laughs> yeah, quite legendary expats. <laughs> <laughs> Goalkeepers um, as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, true. I went to Tony Cage goalkeeping school. Another shout out to that. I think I mentioned it a few times. All oh, right, that my mum went to. What? I was going to say. Oh, I was just going to say my mum went to Scott Carson's wedding. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe yours trumps mine. But you know what? We'll move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about the match crack, mate. The match crack, as it always does, starts off with. Carlisle United starting lineup for their 2-1 victory against Stevenage Town. That was on Saturday in the league. So in goal, we had Mark Howard. Then we had uh, Mella, Feeney, McDonald and Armour in the defence with Devine and Guy sort of in the anchoring roles in the midfield with Gibson, Mellish and Dickinson sort of ahead of those with Fishburne playing up front on his own. Um, mate, did you listen to the game on Radio Cumbria? I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the first half uh, sounded... I was trying to listen while I was at work. I was at the kitchen. Yeah. Um, but the first half sounded to me um, as if Carlisle were quite under the cosh for the most part. Was that the, the, the impression you were getting as well? Um, a little bit, yeah. I mean, uh, Chris Lumsden used the word poor a lot in describing mm. Carlisle's play. Sometimes he actually said really poor. Um, um, I mean, it's like, I wouldn't say that it felt like Stevenage were necessarily getting all over us. It probably just seemed, it seemed like just a match between two bad sides, but one in which we seemed, you know, we seemed the least likely to actually get a goal. I think we had some decent chances. I think we had a decent chance, but I, I hadn't turned the radio on by that point, but I think we hit the bar. It, yeah. it didn't show anything on the highlights, but I heard that we hit the bar early on. I heard they had a myth of the bar hit as well. <laughs> in the game. They, do, they do like to write their own narratives sometimes, <laughs> and they control the media for the, uh, for the match report and the, and the video rights as well but yeah um obviously the match stats do read um Stephen is quite favorable 60 percent possession to 40 percent for carlisle um but it does seem to be a trend with carlisle at the moment is that we don't necessarily mind our opposition having the ball um for uh, you know small periods of time at a time and um, just being able to get back into shape and be more composed yeah, I mean, we had quite a lot more of the ball against Walsall. Um, I think we had more of the ball against Mansfield as well. So we've not quite been as um, having to play so much without the ball as it looks like um, we were at Stevenage. Hmm. But, you know, we've got, you know, we've got two goals. You don't, it's not always about having the ball. Um, under 
under Chris Beach for most times, um, we won the games in which we had less possession. The games that we lost were the games in which we had more possession. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like League Two is a counter-attacking league. Um, yeah. and, and some of the better teams are the ones that play the best fluid counter-attacking football, which can look like a really good attacking style of football. Yeah. And do it really well. Um, Carlisle's first goal came in the 65th minute. It was from a set piece from Callum Guy back on free kicks. It was a nice ball into the edge of the six-yard box. Kelvin Meller hit the crossbar and then it fell into the path of John Mellis, who just sort of got it in the back of the net somehow, just, you know, reacted really well to it. And and, and there we go, mate. That's a John Mellish goal, isn't it, all over? Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, the goal as well, coming from a set piece and it's another ball played to um, a defender who... Is kind of like uh, coming in to, and then he was like saved onto the bar, and Melly, she's just running in after the ball, which is kind of like how he got a lot of his goals last season was just that follow up, so, you know. So um, it's 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 good. It's it's good that he can still. It's good they can do that. It's good to see him do that, and um, as well, uh, another goal from a set piece. Because um, I think our stats at scoring from set pieces were really bad for a lot of the time under Chris Beach. If you don't count throw-ins as a set piece, then do you feel like the goal being on the on the on the edge of half time had quite a vital part of of what happened in the second half? Do you feel like it changed? Maybe a bit, yeah. I mean, it felt a bit. Uh, it it felt a bit against the run of play. It's, it's the old Orman. Yeah, felt a bit against the run of play. So, um, it, you know, that maybe just kind of like knocked the wind out of Stephen Idge's sails a bit because, um, you know, they were, you know, Paul Teasdale at that time was kind of half beat, still nil-nil, how do I change that? And then suddenly behind. And, and then I guess you got plans to talk about the second half. Um, Stephen Idge weren't as good so yeah I mean it, it, it seems like the tide did turn a bit and, and Millen must have had a pretty decent team talk because Carlisle came out with the with the tails up and Fishburne made a bit of a nuisance of himself from what I could hear um not really so much in the, in the way of any highlights unfortunately yeah for for the lad um and he was um was he he was substituted off wasn't he when was he substituted right at the end of the game actually he was substituted off um in, in the 93rd minute, but I mean, 93 yeah. minutes for Fishburne. What more can you ask yeah. for? So the lad, from what I could hear in the second half, he was making a nuisance of himself. He was getting in decent positions. And um, I mean, the midfield sounds like it's doing quite a nice job with the Vining guy in there. And I feel like that was something you said a couple of weeks ago, it might make a really good partnership. And uh, yeah, looks like yeah. You've, uh, you've done a good job there, lads. Well, I mean, I was kind of like reacting to Chris Lumsden's comments and, and Chris Lumsden was quite impressed by them. So like, um, you know, when my impression of what makes a good midfield partnership is based on listening to away games where um, where Chris Lumsden's commenting and then I kind of, <laughs> and then I kind of come on here and I'm like, oh yeah, I think, um, I think Guy and, and um, Devine, <laughs> it's a stealing but I mean we'll see 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, we've got to see how it goes though as well, because you know, you, you get a lot of false starts where you know it seems like it's it seems like a role has been tied down and we've finally kind of like found a formation that works in a certain place. And then like um, I think we're talking, or I was talking not that long ago about a front three or a three just behind a lone striker if we can get one of Clough, Gibson and Dickinson and that being one that something that really seemed to work um, but that seems to have gone by the wayside a bit um, you know other than Gibson who's quite you know quite bright in moments um, Clough and Dickinson seem to have like uh, faded away again a little bit and Kind of seem to be kind of like drifting out of games again, but I, you know, also I don't think that the that Clough Dickinson and Gibson as a forward three is necessarily something that we can afford to try anyway, because that kind of requires a certain formation, and that's not what Millen's wanting to do. No, I mean. You're quite right. It's it. It did show that in the substitutions in this game that Millen was quite happy with the formation that he had and wanted to stick with the game plan that he had yeah. because he didn't make any substitutions until like the 90th minute of the game and they were just sort of time wasting decisions. Well, when you see them on paper, the time wasting mm. decisions. I think I was quite busy for the last like 10 minutes of the game, unfortunately. But it yeah. was. It's, it, it sounded like the second half was a really good performance from Carlisle. And obviously, that's when Jordan Gibson broke through and scored the second goal. I mean, what a run from Gibson. He just picked up the ball in 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 in, in and around the 40-yard away from goal and, and just mm. ran at the defenders. And uh, he went down in the box um, under, under an obvious uh, penalty challenge. And... He stood up and he picked the ball up and he, he decided he was taking the penalty, mate. I mean, what do you think of that, that, that kind of character shows? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, in a team where nobody's really scoring goals and I'm not sure what the confidence of anyone else was, whether anyone else was even saying, I can take the penalty. Um, Gibson seems to have like had the confidence to just say, yeah, I'll do it. And, you know, maybe he feels, he feels as well that he deserved the goal, having created the chance. Um, it was a good, you know, it was a couple of good touches um, that he took running forward. And that's the sort of thing that he's... ...is just kind of being, uh, just kind of being a, bit, a, bit, a bit clever, a bit flair, uh, running past someone and, you know, finding ways to get into the box... Um, and what else was I going to say? Uh, I don't know. Oh yeah, um, and, and it, again, yeah, just just going off the radio commentary, it did sound a bit like Gibson um, had had a quiet first half at least, and with him being probably our best player at the moment, uh, when you know when he had a quiet first half, that could be a factor in why the team as a whole seemed to have a quiet first half. But um, you know, he's still. You know, he still had it in him to to do a really good bit of skill just before the goal. Yeah, it does look like he's got it in him to be one of those players that can contribute one 
in there, maybe once in every two games or something like that to, to have one of those match winning moments, maybe one in every three games. It just depends yeah. on if he can get a really decent run in the first team as well, because he does seem to be one of those players that does get changed a lot for Clough, for Dickinson, uh, those kind of players. So he's not always in and around the first team. And I feel like mm. he did have a little bit of a niggling injury at one point yeah. that kept him out of the first team for just around one or two games. But, I mean, mate, 2-0 Carlisle United and they saw the game through to the end in the solid fashion that they, they saw the full game through, really, quite a consistent defensive mm. performance from what I could hear. Um, hats off to Milan. He seems to be getting that defensive line and that defensive shape in a really good working, yeah. effective formation. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you there. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, there we go, mate. I mean, for me as well, um, we'll move on and we'll talk about, um, obviously, as we always do here on the Blue Army podcast, Foxy's feature, man of the match. Um, for me, the Foxy's feature, man of the match, has to be... Gibson, I'm gonna give it to Gibson. I just, I just, yeah. When you, when you're the player that can kind of turn a whole game around, and it's evident that you can turn a whole game around based on what you can do in the spare of a moment, that little bit of flair. Yeah, Gibson for me. Gotta give it to Gibson. Yeah, no, same Gibson. Two for Gibson. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Two for Gibson for the Foxes feature man of the match, and mate, we're gonna move on to our Christmas. A uh, special quiz kind of thing. Just a little bit of fun yeah. that we're going to do. Have you got a Ooh. pen and paper? Have you got a pen and paper? I've got a pen and paper, no. Do I need oh, a pen and paper? Are you <laughs> going to type? Are you going to type? type? So what, do I need to take notes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to write your okay. answers down. We're going to go through them at the end. And you can do that if you're sitting there somewhere at home. Or you obviously, you can do it in your head. But yeah, write your answers down. And we're going to go through them once we've gone through the 10 questions so mate when you are ready obviously i can put in some sort of countdown in music if it's going to take you that long to get hold of a pen and paper or no, something ready. along those lines all right here we go i was i was struggling to improvise words but there we go we've got <laughs> i've got 10 questions mate and i feel like it's going to be quite a laugh um it's the season so far quiz yeah. that's what we're going to do and um, yeah, are you ready? Your camera's frozen. I'm ready. Are you, are Is you, it? Oh, oh no, there you go. You're facing the <laughs> other way. You're facing the other way. <laughs> All right, okay. Okay. Question one. This is the first ever time I've done a quiz on the podcast as well. This is yeah. Um, question one. Callum Guy is yeah. third yeah. in league yellow cards. But how yeah. many yellow cards does he have in the league? Okay, and uh, I just wrote the answer down. Just write the answer down, mate. Don't say anything. Down. Don't say anything yet. Don't say anything yet. Yeah. And obviously, people out there can have a think, and uh, we'll come back to that. Question two. Yeah. Yeah, you ready? Here we go. It yeah. took Carlisle three games to register a goal. Who scored Carlisle's first? goal of the season who scored Carlisle's first competitive goal this season who could that have been who could have scored Carlisle's first competitive goal 
this season. And question one okay. was obviously Callum Guy is third in league yellow cards, but how many does he have in total? Question two, it took Carlisle three games to register a goal. Who scored yeah. Carlisle's first goal of the season? Here we go, yeah. question three. Yeah. Who has totaled up the highest playing time for Carlisle United so far this season? Okay. Uh, and I'll give you a bonus 10 points if you can guess the exact amount of minutes they've played. Oh, God. But <laughs> <laughs> I've got to start. I've got to do maths. <laughs> How many games have we played this year? I can't give too much away, friend. Yeah. So, yeah, question three was who has totaled up the highest playing time for Carlisle United so far this season. Yeah. And for a bonus 10, 10 points, how many minutes have they accumulated? All right, question four, you ready? Yeah. Right. Carlisle have three top club goal scorers so far this season. Yeah. I'll give you a point for every one you can get. Okay, so Carlisle have yeah. three joint top club goal scorers so far in this league campaign. Yeah. Can you get all three? A point for every three. A point for every one. <laughs> <laughs> a point for every one. Mm. Nice. Nice. We're blowing through this. We're blowing through this. Have you got some? I have, yeah. Nice. All right, here we go. Question five. How many wins do Carlisle currently have in the league so far this season? Yeah. How many wins do Carlisle have so far this season in the league? In the league, just in the league. Go it. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> What's this? I, I, I don't know what this question is. Here we go. <laughs> who, who gave Carlisle a huge ass kicking and handed United their heaviest defeat of the season so far? And you'll get a bonus point for if you can guess the, uh, the score as well. So, who gave Carlisle United their heaviest league defeat so far this season? Heaviest league defeat for Carlisle United so far this season. Yeah. And a bonus point if you can get the uh, the score. Yeah. All right. Here we go to question right. seven. Unfortunately, Magnus Norman suffered an injury causing Carlisle to offer a short-term contract to Mark Howard. But between Mark Howard and Magnus Norman, which one of them have played the most amount of minutes for Carlisle this season? So out of Magnus Norman and Mark Howard, who has played the most amount of minutes for Carlisle United this season? Okay. All right. Quick fire. Pew, pew. So go with your instinct. All right. Um, who do you think has the most Blue Army podcast Foxy's Man of the Match features <laughs> so far this season? And I have to tell you, it is a joint thing. So a point for both names. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the two players you think have the most Blue Army podcast, Fox News features, Man of the Matches, so far this season. Question nine. Yeah. Carlisle lost two big players at the start of this season, but who left first, Tanner or Hayden? Who left first, Tanner or Hayden? Question 10, mate. Here we go. Yeah. I'm going to finish it off right now. Who do Carlisle play on Boxing Day at home this season? Because to me, mate, there's nothing that says Christmas like waking <laughs> up on Boxing Day and going to see Carlisle play at home. You got it? Yeah. Mm. Right, here we go. We're going to go from question one. We're going to run through all of them. I'm going to give you the answers. Oh. Um, question one. Yeah. Callum Guy is third in league yellow cards, but how many yeah. does he have? The answer is, Wills, what have you got? I've got six. It's seven, mate. It's oh. seven. It's seven. Close, close. <laughs> Close. Yeah, I know he got his suspension for five, so he's obviously got. A, I thought maybe he'd got one more since then, but he's, he's obviously he's got a couple. Mm. A brace of yellow cards, you could yeah. say. Uh, it took Carlisle three games to register a goal. Who scored Carlisle's first goal of the season? Wales, what have you got? It's Tristan Abrahams versus Swindon, and I think it was a penalty. Dude, it was Joe Riley. Was it Joe Riley? Yeah, <laughs> it was Joe Riley. <laughs> yeah, second league game uh, of the season. Um, but there we go. Uh, question three, who has totaled up the highest playing time for United so far this season? And a bonus 10 points if you can guess the amount of minutes. Okay, I put Jack Armour. Ooh, close, and, close. Um, uh, 1600 minutes, but I guess if Jack Armour's not the right answer, is it McDonald? It's Callum Guy. Yeah, you think oh, wow. a recent, you think this is a recent suspension? You might yeah, not yeah. Have had so many, but obviously Armour's been in and out of the team when Beach was early on in the season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's Callum Guy, man, with 1,773 minutes played so far. Hey, I wasn't season. far off on the number. <laughs> Uh-uh. I think that was a really good guess on the number. I don't think people would guess so high. Like, for, for yeah, I was just trying to season. like, yeah, I was just trying to think like approximately a hundred minutes per game, and what we about sixteen games in or something, or less than that. So I was just, yeah, it was based. It was based on rounding up the number of minutes in a game to a hundred to make the maths easier. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, like now that it, it made a lot of sense, it made a lot of sense, yeah. and you and you nailed, you nailed, you nailed yeah. it quite well, mate. Ah. <laughs> maybe next time I do at the end of the season, I will do it within the nearest hundred for you. I mean, I haven't got anything right, right yet, so well, we'll see. We'll see. You should get one. Of, you should get one of these at least. Mate. Yeah. Question four. I know Carlisle. I've got one right. <laughs> Carlisle, a free joint top club goal scorers this season in the league you get a yeah. point for every one um yeah what three names have you got written down gibson mm-hmm. that's yes, one mate. is it you've got Abra- 
Abrahams. Yes, mate. That's another one. Riley. Oh, it's Mellish. Oh. It's Mellish. Mellish, mate. Mellish. I think Riley, Riley maybe in the cup. Scorer at one point. Yeah, I think he's at got one point, goals. Yeah. Like Gibson's got like five cup goals. Like, but, hey, um, I've got two points. <laughs> yeah, mate. You're on the board. You've got two um, points. And we're on question five. Here we go. <laughs> How many wins do Carlisle currently have in the league so far this season? Oh, well, I know I've got this right. It's four. Swindon, it's, Salford, Walsall and Stevenage. It's four. Yeah, you've nailed it. You've nailed it. And well, uh, well remembered. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when, you know, when you've won as few games as we have, you tend to remember, you know, quickly able to reel off the list of teams that we have actually beaten. Well, evidently you were. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, uh, this is the awkwardly worded question that yeah. I've completely misspelled. It took me a while to figure out what I've written down. Yeah. Um, who gave Carlisle a huge ass-kicking and handed United their heaviest defeat of the season so far and a bonus point for the scoreline in the league? Um, yeah, who yeah, have you got written down? What scoreline did you get? Sutton United... Four yep. nil. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. So you're up. You're up. You're up to what? What you up to? Five. 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 Yeah, you're Gibson and Abrahams and for you. Yeah. Yeah, you're catching <laughs> up. You're catching up. Question yeah, yeah. You seven. haven't been telling us. Have, so, did you write these questions, or have you got them somewhere and you're guessing at them as well? No, I, 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 um, I just sort of like looked at random stats and stuff, and then just oh, okay, made them yeah, up. Okay, yeah, you have written. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so who am I catching up to? What do you mean who are you catching up to? <laughs> he said I was catching up. It doesn't matter. Let's carry on. <laughs> uh, question seven. Um, unfortunately, Magnus Norman suffered an injury causing Carlisle to offer a short-term contract to Mark Howard. But between Mark Howard and Magnus Norman, who has played the most minutes for Carlisle United so far this season? Um, Howard Boom goes the dynamite It is Howard yeah. Howard gets you up to six points mate. Question eight Was who do you think Has the most Blue Army Podcast Foxes Features Man of the Match Award so far This season There's two names at the top of the tree At yeah. Christmas Who do you think they are uh, McDonald and Gibson. Oh, it's Gibson and Guy. Ah, I it's thought McDonald Gibson was leading the way at one point. No, he just had a recent surge, that's all. He yeah, he, he didn't have surge. He didn't have much in the early days, mate. Oh, well, I've got the one there. Days. I've got one. Yeah, 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 you've got one there. You've got one there. Takes you up to seven. So, Gibson and Guy with the most boxes features, man of the matches so far this season. Up there, looking forward to potentially getting sent an amazing certificate. Um, <laughs> Carlisle lost <laughs> two. <laughs> Carlisle lost two big players at the start of their league campaign. They were both defenders, but who left first? George Tanner. Or Aaron Hayden. Well, yeah, that was Aaron Hayden because he didn't play a game for us. Um, George Tanner did play a couple for us before moving. 
Well remembered, sir. That was one of those <laughs> questions that was relying on their memory to answer for you. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember Hayden being left out of the squad on the opening day because he'd been in discussions with Wrexham. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well remembered, sir. Well remembered. And question ten to finish off the first ever quiz that we've ever done yeah. here on the Blue Army <laughs> podcast is who did Carlisle play on Boxing Day at home? Rochdale. It is Rochdale. <laughs> it is Rochdale. Are we going? Are you coming? Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, I can't wait, mate. Really looking forward to it. That's one of the days I've booked off in the calendar for ages. Yeah. I'm really, really looking forward to it, mate. How many did you get in the end? I got nine. Nice. Okay, out of, nine. I think I think it's out of 14. You know, if you include the getting extra points for naming all of the players. Yeah, but not the extra 10 for the... Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, that's a big jump in thirds, that one. But yeah, that no, mate, really enjoyed that one. We'll probably do one at the end of the season, potentially. And obviously, you've still got to uh, do a quiz with me and Liam Denwood at some point yeah. for the uh, for the Blue Army podcast, Head yeah. to Head with Blue Army TV special. And that'll be coming up at some point in the very near, near future. But what's something else that is coming up in the very near future is our Blue Army podcast Christmas special that is with Mr. Chris Billy. Over 140 appearances for the Cumbrians. An absolute pleasure to talk to a proper northerner. And uh, yeah, mate, absolutely <laughs> amazing to talk to you. Another proper northerner as well, Wills, mate. And, yeah. uh, so next week we're having the week off because, like I said, Chris Billy's going to be taking over uh, with myself and we're going to be doing the Christmas special so everyone's got that to look forward to next week and we'll be back after Christmas potentially maybe if the schedules allow it or if not I'm sure I'll be able to rope somebody else in to join me in the uh, Blue Army podcast studio or just on Zoom because uh, now we've got the option to do both exciting stuff going forward for the Blue Army podcast. Wills, thank you so much for joining me here for yes. episode 46. I hope Indeed. you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it, really? Because it seems like the fact that we beat uh, um, Stevenage 2-0 was just a little bit of a extra little thing that's gone on this week. Um I mean, I think maybe because it was an away match and we and, and neither of us were able to kind of like fully commit to watching it. But um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're very true. You're very true. Carlos' next game is against Bradford City. Uh, Bradford City not on a good run of form themselves recently, mm. haven't won very much and have spiraled away from the playoff positions, not won in their last five, lots of draws. Mm along the way so hopefully potential for Carlisle to gather a little bit more momentum going yeah, forward lot, mate lots of ex lots of ex Bradford players that we've got as well yeah so it always spices it up when you've got a few ex uh, of their players in yeah. the squad so hopefully that'll be a really good game for Carlisle and um, oh, we haven't done a prediction in a while um, let's say I'm going to say I'm going to say another 2-0 for Carlisle why not let's let's start a trend optimistic i've got a kind of but uh, um one one 
one one one one mm. could take a draw. Yeah, I suppose I could take a draw. I suppose I could take a draw. Um yeah, mate, thank you very much for joining me here on the You're welcome. podcast. This has been episode 36. Thank you. And um yeah, uh, thank you all for listening, liking, subscribing, downloading, and uh, just yeah, I really appreciate it, guys. We're almost at yeah. the year point, and it, it seems to be going stronger every single week with with all the all the interaction that we be, we were getting. And yeah, absolutely appreciate it. So yeah, uh, looking forward to the um, reaction to the Christmas special next week with Chris Billy. And yeah, bye for now. Bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.